Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio, our party had just found a prison in the bowels of Firehammer Hold, where Invisible Duogar were laying in wait. Esmir got fancy, and a gray dwarf became sparkly and radiant, and then quite dead. Suddenly, the enemy appeared all around them, and while taking cover in one of the cells, Esmir found a new ally. Liam Burnside was his name, and getting some payback was his game. But the rescue was not going so well, as our heroes were inundated by invisible foes. And just when they thought things couldn't get any worse, they did. Crossbow-wielding Duogar on giant spiders began flooding the prison. Nope, things were not going well at all. Warhammers tickled clerics. Cold dice rolled a 20. Gnomes were PG-13. And prayers of healing were returned. Jake and Liam were soon grappled in the arachnid's sticky grasp. All seemed lost as they were being dragged into the foul beast's clicking mandibles. But with our hero's unwavering determination to save the prisoners and the blessings of Halia guiding their swings, they hacked and slashed their way to victory, turning their foes into a pile of blood and guts. How many more of those spiders are lurking in the underbelly of the hold? Is glitter really the ultimate weapon? Is there a hell specially for dwarves? And do they really use crystals for soap? Eh, will the DM really put plate mail on spiders next time? Cause that wouldn't be fair. But who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. So you guys have ventured into the bowels of Firehammer Hold and discovered the prisoner pits where uh, many beleaguered humans are being held prisoner in dozens of dank cells. And you're standing in the main chamber here amidst the corpses of Durgar and giant spiders that you just defeated. And there's also a prisoner that Esmir released named Liam, who helped you guys in the fight. And he's uh, kneeling there on the ground, clutching his side as fresh blood soaks his dirty tunic. Oh no. I'm gonna rush over to him. I'm trained in first aid, Liam, don't worry about it. And how bad do his wounds look? Um, okay, so you examine the wound and you see that it's not too bad. It's just a flesh wound. Oh. You're fine, buddy. Just put a Band-Aid on it. Rub I'm not some even dirt gonna on get it. My, <laughs> I'm not going to give you my healer's kit. I don't got to pull out my ER stuff, okay? I could cast 
Well, you know what? I really have to save my spell slots. <laughs> I'm so sorry, son. I'm but so- you know what? Um, since Jake would actually help, because <laughs> that's what Jake is about. Jake, say a prayer for his owie, okay? Say a prayer for his owie. Okay, I'm going to walk over to Liam, and I'm going to... Uh, it's weird. Hey, you guys look a little bit alike. What's going on? Hmm. How... How many hit points does he have? Uh, he has a wound of four. So he's got 23 hit points left. Yes. It's just a scratch. <laughs> and then I, say, I, I I kneel down and say, Oh, Agma, please help this boy recover because we need him for the fight. Now get up, son! Get in there! <laughs> hey, Burnside. Have you seen a guy named Jack around here? He's like, uh, I don't think so. He's like a boss man dwarf guy. Oh, well, there's definitely no dwarves here other than these gray dwarves. Just humans and halflings. We're all from Jolkin, you see. Our village was attacked by goblinoids, and all of us were taken prisoner and brought here. Via a portal? Did you come in a portal? No, we, we walked here in chains. Hmm. Was that hypothesis? I've got some bad news for you, my lad. Well, good and bad. <laughs> Mostly bad. <laughs> Mostly bad. Uh, your town is a wreck, but some people but from Daggerford have got come. New people to take their place. They got new people. So it's almost the same. Don't worry about it. Hope you didn't love anybody. But there are people now uh, from Daggerford in it, and they're fixing it up real nice. (laughs) I'm sure the tavern will be open soon. (laughs) (laughs) And Liam's just, he's just looking at you guys with like a confused look on his face. (laughs) And then then you guys, um, you hear a voice echo from one of the cells. Uh, I've heard the name Jack. Ah. Hey, where'd they come from? Hey, let's let these guys out. And then I'm gonna start. Sir Esmir's gonna be like one of these. One of these scumbags might have a key, so I'm gonna start searching the Dorgar bodies. Okay. And as you do, uh, Liam suddenly holds up a key ring. Dude, you got the keys? Burnside, open the cages. Okay. So you guys start opening the cells. Let me uh, uncover more of the map here, so you. Uh see all these tunnels here that uh, branch off of this main chamber, and you can see that they lead to more of these cells. Pits. Yes, these pits. Of despair. And I see this with my torch. Yes. Holy Columbus, that's a lot of pits of despair. That is one bright torch. (laughs) If ye can walk, ye may yet live. (laughs) Well, as you guys release these prisoners, and there's, there's probably about two dozen of them, uh, you see that many of them can barely walk, right? And Liam tells you that uh, since they've been brought here, they've been worked to death mining ore for these evil gray dwarves, and that there used to be more of them, right? But many have perished from this, you know, nonstop work and mistreatment. Mm. That's terrible. And he also tells you that not all the citizens of Jolkin were brought here. Many were taken somewhere else. And as he's telling you guys this, you uh, release a burly, muscular-looking fellow from one of the pits. And as he climbs out of the pit, he says, This is true. My mentor was uh, taken with this other group. 
And then Liam says, uh, yes, this here is Mags. <laughs> and his mentor was a dwarf who ran the mill in Jolkin. And Mag says, yes, his name is Rurik, and he taught me some dwarvish so I could make out some things that these gray dwarves were talking about. And I overheard them talking about a dwarf prisoner named Jack. Ooh. That must be him. But we've never seen this dwarf, and he's not being held here. Right, and so I was thinking that if he is here, they're going to be guarding him really, really close by in a separate area, right? They're going to keep him away from the common good, or the common folk, because he's an upstart. <laughs> he's a hero! He wouldn't stand for this kind of treatment. They'd have to kill him first. I'm surprised he's still alive, if indeed he is. Exactly. Oh, hey, Mags, Kurt, Matt, Kurt, Kurt, Mags and Liam. <laughs> Get over here. All right, they they come up to you and they're like, yes, what do you need? Okay, so we had the spiders, we killed them guys. Yes. And then a bunch of these creepy guys. Oh, it, who else is here? Do you think we we killed about, let's say, about how many guys do you think we killed guys? Uh, Wait, ten maybe? I don't know, and a few, three spiders? Is there anything else we need to know about in terms of what kind of things could try and kill us here? <laughs> And, uh, and Liam says, well, we've only seen gray dwarves and their giant spiders here. Mm. But the only areas we've seen are these cells and the mines. They've been working us to death since we got here. And Mag says, yeah, yeah, they're, they're using the ore we mine to, to make weapons in the forge. Uh, I, think they're, I think they're preparing for some kind of assault or siege with all these weapons and ladders that they're making. The thought just occurred to me that they're probably, they're building siege ladders to invade somewhere and who would, wouldn't you know it, but I bet you a million dollars they want to go after the, um... Uh, Daggerford. Daggerford, yes, Daggerford. Right, because they got the wall. Yeah, it makes total sense, because if you think about it, Daggerford is the only walled city around. And it would make sense plot-wise as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you know how to get to the forge? Well, no, they, they've never actually given us a tour of the hold. <laughs> but, but the door east of here, uh, it definitely leads back into the hold. That's where they come, you know, in and out of. And we can always, we can always smell warm food being prepared on the other side of that door. It's as we sit here and starve and eat their filth. Yes, I'm sorry to hear about your troubles, boy, but look at this as an opportunity. We can, we, we could, we could gather, we could free yourselves, and in the process, we can lay waste to their plans and lay waste to them. Move on, boy! Get in there! <laughs> and you, you, you look around as you're, as you're given this little pep talk, and uh, you can tell that, you know, 99% of these people couldn't lift a sword even if they tried yeah right they're you know they're emaciated they're beaten they're injured you know some of them can barely even stand yeah i get it i get it um, but you know that liam there and mags and a handful of others uh you could tell that they're into what you're saying and they're like yeah 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 we'll help you just give us some weapons let's kill these gray fuckers for what they did to <laughs> us and for joking yeah and uh, so it looks like, you know, a handful might be willing to aid you, uh, but most just, you know, stand there with, you know, empty and hopeless stares like they've been 
you know, broken by this whole experience. I think we need to get these people out of here. Right. What about if we give the stronger ones, you know, what we can and have them send them back towards Jolkin? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could do that because you know what? We would be better being stealthy anyway than carrying around a bunch of people who can't defend themselves and leading them into their demise. Yeah, or we have them wait here until we clear the dungeon, you know. And come back and get them. That way they don't draw suspicion or like, right? Somebody comes by on patrol, sees all of the empty cells, and then they know. Then they know. Maybe that's a good idea, just to kind of um, keep them here until we're done, then come back and get them. Mm. Thanks. Tell me, have they had any shifts recently? Have you been sent to the mines in the last day or or two? No. Or have you been here for a while now? Yes, we've been locked up in here for, I don't know, about a day, I guess. Ever since some gray dwarves came down and warned about intruders entering the hold. Then our guards just grabbed us and dragged us back into the cells and kept us here, probably until the intruders were dealt with. And I'm guessing those intruders were you guys. Oh, totally. So what I'm Actually, thinking is... Actually, were those guys, but that's okay. They, they probably will <laughs> the come and check on, nice. check on the uh, situation at some point. We'll be ready for them. We need to try and take at least a short rest here. I think we need a long rest. Is it time for a long rest, Mark? We can try... Or, well, could we take yeah, a long we, rest? Uh, have we taken one? We haven't taken a long rest since we slept in the Thorpe. Correct. Okay, because I, I think we, I think before we take these people uh, anywhere, I think we all need to take a long rest. I mean, I got no spell slots. I'm, I'm, I'm. Am I mostly dead? Um, you have a wound of nine, so you're, you know, still in the green. Okay. We have no potions of healing. Can we see if there's any, like, we can't get caught. I'm just wondering, the safest place to take a long rest might be in one of these cells. <laughs> well, I'll, we can guard the mouth to this cave. There's no other way in. That's true. But if they come, you know, you guys' rest will be interrupted. We, we would be interrupted. You need an uninterrupted rest, um, you know, to get the benefits. Right. So do, do they make regular rounds like every few hours or something. And then uh, Liam says, yes, they do. Uh, they rotate positions all the time. Uh, but you know, since you guys made your way in, uh, they've been on extra high alert. Mm. What if we went to the um, woods where we camped out before? Well, you'd have to go the way you came, right? That's the only way you know, which means you'd have to you know, make it past two sets of arrow slits, right? Yeah. Which, you know, you guys could survive some bolts, but these people, or some of them at least, you know, one hit and they're likely dead. Yeah. I'm trying to think where we could take all these people and do a long rest. But you're saying we'd have to go past the arrow slits. Well, it's the only way you know of, right? To exit the hold. Well, what other ways are there? There's this other pathway up here. Yep, and they tell you that uh, that northern tunnel there uh, leads to the spider dens and the mines. Well, is there somewhere over there we could take a long rest? Guys, uh, Mags, what do you think? Mm. No, I don't think there's anywhere to, you know, safely hide in the mines. What about this door to the west? Tell me, do any of you know 
Past the pool, there's a hallway and a door. Where does it lead? Yeah, they told you already that um, that it leads back into the hold and that they, you know, always smell food being prepared or cooked, you know, kind of waft in from that doorway. Mm. Maybe we can fight our way through the kitchen. We've had kitchen fights before. They always <laughs> yeah. they always work out good for us. We fought a kitchen. We fought we fought an actual kitchen. That's true. That's we true. Bested it. <laughs> okay, so hey, where do you guys think we should take a rest then? Where can we take all these people and keep everybody safe and take a long rest? And uh, and Liam says, well, as far as what we've seen. Uh, I don't think there's a place in this entire hold where you could hide all of us and rest. So we need to get out of here. And I say we make our best effort by continuing to go down. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm thinking if we go out the way we came in, through the main carpentry area by the pool where the statue is, and go take that flight of stairs further down, it may lead us to a, a way out. It may, lead us, it may lead us into more battling. Aye, but then we'll be in the vanguard, and we'll fight them. And we'll but help. Esmia has no power left, you see. Well, we'll take a short rest and do what we can. A short rest isn't going to cut it. We need spell slots. And then Mag says, wait, 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 wait. What you got? What do you got? I just remembered something. Hey, by the way, Mags, hey, Mags, I like your shirt, man. <laughs> cool. I think that's called the Tide die or something, right? Oh, this? No, that's just blood and dirt swirled together. Oh, well, <laughs> you know what? We should probably work, and we can probably copy that and make some cool shirts. I got this shop in town where I, where we, I know the owner and stuff. We should work on that. Let's workshop that. We gotta get him out of here alive before we even consider oh, well, we fashion will, we will, concerns. Don't worry about it. Okay. What do you have, Mags? What do you have to well, say? Once, uh, they forced me to carry these uh, large masonry stones from an unfinished hallway that's in a cave south of here. Uh, they chose me because of my large muscles, I guess, even though they can enlarge themselves. Those lazy bastards. Anyway, they had and me- While he's talking, and I I'm like squeezing his arms. Oh yeah, you got strong muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows you're doing that, right? Uh, but he like he like pretends that he doesn't notice you. <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, yeah, that hallway uh, was being built long before these gray dwarves arrived. Uh, definitely wasn't them building it. Probably was the dwarves that, uh, you know, lived here before. Mm. And uh, and you guys saw this uh, stairwell that led down to this unfinished hallway um, that he's talking about when you guys first arrived down here. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, when I was uh, uh, moving these stones, I noticed that the that the floor moved, and that underneath it was a large space. Uh, you know, it looked like uh, like maybe they were building like a pit trap that you'd fall into. You know. Yeah, because that's what they do with scum. Not all dwarves. My mentor is a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you, bro. I hear you. <laughs> so, I don't know. You know, maybe you guys could, you know, hide in there and rest. And we could all, I don't know, go back into our cells and, and wait for come you. Come and to, get you. Yeah, to come and get us. Yeah, we'll come and get you. Mm. We'll come and get you tomorrow. And then the, the, uh, the prisoners around, they start murmuring. 
right? And you can tell right away that a lot of them, uh, they don't like that idea. They're like, get us uh, out of here now. Yeah. Uh, why can't we just leave? Uh, I don't want to go back into that cell. Yes, but it's, it's between one more night in the cell or the rest of eternity in a dark hole in the ground. Which one would you pick? No one answers. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to pull out my rations. I'm going to start handing out snacks. You guys want some That's snacks? That's a good idea. Well, I got 15 or so. Yes. So, but I assume if we all have that many, if we give Colin, out each... Colin, pull out some hard cheese, okay? Yes, of course. If we give cheese. out like seven a piece of our rations, that covers hey, everybody pretty oh much. Oh man, pull out one of them damn apples you got hidden away there. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've got, um, yes, 15 rations, uh, three apples. <laughs> three apples that just somehow keep miraculously reproducing. <laughs> <in this laughs> reproducing backpack. apples. They're growing in my bag. And they stay I've fresh got a, forever. I've got a, they stay fresh of, forever. Yes. The side pouch is actually filled with soil. <laughs> I just have a little apple tree, little apple tree. popping out of it. Um, yes, no apples for you. There's only three. They're for the horses, you will see. Have a ration. I think that's a good plan. You know, hey, Mags, you might just be one of the gang. You know what I mean? You might fit in with us here. That's a good idea. <laughs> And he's like, oh, oh, thanks. Uh, and then he uh, helps you guys uh, pass out the rations to the rest of the prisoners. And they're all thanking you guys. Thank you, thank you, oh my gosh. And they, uh, you know, grab the food and they make their way back into their cells and they begin to, you know, hungrily scarf down the food that you gave them. We'll lock you all back in your cells and we'll keep the keys. That way, you know, they must have a spare set. They'll check the gates, they'll see they're all still locked. But... But what, we'll, uh, what if they see uh, that the keys are missing from the jailmaster? Yes, but he's dead, so they'll notice that first. Oh, do we have a key that looks like that one? Enough to just put a dummy key on there? Don't we have another key on us? Or we could just make a copy that would work. <laughs> yeah, just head over to Ace Hardware. <laughs> well, just press it into the mud, <laughs> melt a little ore, pour it in. It's a primitive key. <laughs> no, we have a key. We have another key. Yeah, you guys you guys probably have a bunch of keys from other places that you've been. So let's just use a dummy key and put it on that guy's chain. But he they're gonna I mean he's gonna be dead. They're gonna assume that we came in here and killed the spiders. And then left them all in prison. Yeah, if they uh, you know, if they question us, we'll just tell them the truth. Uh, you guys came in here, you you killed all these guys, and then then you left us in the and then in the cells. Yeah. All right, so let's put a dummy key on the dead guy, one of the dead guys, and then we could keep the key or we can give it to Mags and he could keep it in his pocket or whatever. And then you guys all pretend like you're still in despair and you're never going to get out of here. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the key in my in my waste bucket. They'll never look in there. Mm, yeah. Good plan. <laughs> nice, fresh one. That's under a there. great idea. It's kind of gross, bro. Yes, you can take these rations and turn it into camouflage. <laughs> hey, hey, Max. Yes. If we when we go camping, um, you gotta check out Elric's tarp. It's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time for the tarp later. We've got to find Jack. Yes, I agree. And I'm going to give... A, I have Liam A. Bernstein. What's your name? Burnside? Mm-hmm. Burnside. Burnside. Burned egg? Burned Burnstein. bacon? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, 
See this dagger I let you borrow? Yes. It's very don't nice. Don't lose it. Okay, don't lose it. Okay, I won't. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Yeah. Didn't I give him a bow? Yeah, you gave oh, no, him. I, yeah, I did. You gave him your crossbow. My crossbow. But you got with the bolts. You got. I can't conceal that. No. Um, do you think it would be a good idea to give that back? Liam says, "I, I think it would be best if you keep it. Uh, I will, and then you can, you know, give it back to me when you release us again." Absolutely, I will. It's not smart to do this. What if they come to change your hay? <laughs> <laughs> they don't change our hay, but they might search our cells. So. You know, better safe than sorry. Yes. So we're going to leave these guys here, go take a long rest, clear the dungeon, and then come back for these guys. Is yep. that the plan? Yeah. That's the plan. Let's go. Okay. We'll leave, we're leaving them the key. Okay. And so you're locking them back up in their cells, and you know many of them are uh, visibly upset, right? Some are even uh, crying as you uh, lock them back in because you know for a moment uh, they thought they were finally you know getting rescued from this hellhole. Yeah, that would be pretty. That would be pretty, pretty effed up. Here, have a ration. Just relax. Dry your tears with the wax paper. <laughs> we will be back to rescue you. Look here, have a pamphlet, and with every ration I give. I put the ration on top of one of the Agma parchments. <laughs> I'm passing out knowledge. One for you, and one for you. And one of them's like, oh my god, toilet paper, finally. No. <laughs> <laughs> if that helps. Don't read it first. If that helps, then fine. Esmir's like, I've tried it. It works really good. It's nice and smooth. You want to crush it into a little ball first. <laughs> Takes a, takes the angles out of it, you know. <laughs> Sounds like coming from someone with experience. I was a single man for many years. Desperate times, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's what we do. We wipe our asses with the word of Agma and move on. Okay. <laughs> onward. All right, onward. We must go and... And rest. To a long rest, we shall depart. And are killing me. Oh, hey. Hey, wait. Wait. Wait a second. Uh, El, uh, Colin. Yes. Okay, remember that plan that we hatched earlier that we didn't tell anybody about? Ah, uh, yes. Back, back in the, uh, uh, general store, in the abandoned town whose name I've forgotten and everyone will because it's abandoned. I got this box filled with, well not filled, but it had five pinches of dust, of dryness. And I'm going to empty a packet into the pool of water as we pass out of this room and uh, create a marble of water out of approximately a hundred gallons or 15 by 15 cubic feet of water. So what did you do? You created a... A marble-sized, compressed reservoir of 15 by 15 cubic feet of water at, with this pinch of dust of dryness. Okay. So basically it's like the dust absorbs this water and then forms a, a little a marble-sized marble size okay marble but thing. carries that much water in it yeah and how do you detonate it you have to break it 
like a glass bead. What is it supposed to do? What are you trying to accomplish? It's, I have 112 gallons of water in me pocket. It's a weapon. There's all kinds of uses. It could come in handy. It would be, you know, if you wanted to power wash something, right there. We have a whole bunch of Jorkonians here who need power wash. There's a fire. I could put it out. That's true. Okie dokie. Fill up your little ball and let's go. <laughs> yeah, I've done it already. Let's go. <laughs> <Bunch of moron. laughs> All right. So, uh, so you guys make your way back to the uh, the first cave with the rippling pool and that old statue of Halia Bright Axe, and you head over to the southwest corner to this uh, stairwell that you passed by earlier, and you take a look. And just like what you saw before, you see a stairwell that heads down and then just dead ends. And as it descends, it becomes uh, more uh, roughly hewn, right? Like the, like the work of smoothing out the stone walls was left unfinished, right? So long ago, uh, the dwarves who were building this uh, either never got around to finishing it or they, you know, changed their minds or whatever. But the prisoner Mags said that uh, he was forced to uh, to move some large stones from this area. And he noticed that there was a false floor at the bottom of the stairs. So as you guys are looking for that, roll me a perception check. Uh, 17. 20, a natural 20. Nice. What I perceived that whatever was going on. With the 23. What did you see, you see? <laughs> so you guys all see that this um, abandoned project has not been touched in a long time, right? There's, you know, rubble and old cobwebs everywhere. It's just a mess. And at the bottom, uh, the stairs end with a 10 by 10 section of floor. And Cullen, uh, with your role, you can tell that that section of floor is a trap and that the floor was built to... Um, uh, to pivot on a central axis when weight is put on it. Mm. And you find a crack along the seam of this uh, floor, big enough to get your fingers in there. And you lift up a bit and uh, take a look at what's underneath the floor. And with your goggles, you see a pit underneath the trap floor, uh, you know, where they were probably gonna put spikes or something uh, for the intruders to fall onto, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but right now, it's just a 15-foot deep pit uh, filled with rubble. Mm. So it looks like, you know, Mags was right. You know, it definitely looks like um, it could be a good place to hide and take a rest. Well, then I whip out my magical rope and tie it off so that I can climb down into it. Is it just teetering? Like, we can hold it open and everybody go inside, the last person just climb underneath it? Yes, it's not difficult to get down, so as Cullen holds it open, you can all, you know, climb down easily. Everybody in! The ceremony's about to begin. But Cullen, uh, you'll need to roll an athletics check uh, in order to, you know, hold it open for yourself as you climb down. I will do that. 22. Nice. All right. So you guys uh, make your way down and the trap floor closes above you. And so now you're all standing in this, you know, 10 by 10 pit. Uh, what do you guys want to do now? I'm going to arrange the rubble into a pleasing geometric pattern that I could sit on and relax. <laughs> uh, yeah. And what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to back up against the wall and I'm going to just 
gather, like look through my things, mm. make sure I still got some pamphlets, make sure that I still got some, you know, whatever I'm carrying around, make sure that my stuff is with me and in its right place. And I'm going to lean up against the wall and I'm going to extinguish my torch. Okay, probably a good idea since there's not much, uh, you know, ventilation down here. Uh, so are you guys just going to, you know, sit around in the dark then? Um... My cantrip. I can use my cantrip and light a small, something really small. Oh, the dice. Yeah. So I'll do that. I'll use my light spell. Okay. So the pit is now illuminated by a, a, a soft blue glow from Esmir's cantrip. And as you guys pull out your rations and, you know, lay out your bedrolls, uh, you see that, um, that Elric uh, is sitting against the wall and he's rummaging through his backpack. Uh, you know, like he's looking for something. And you watch as he uh, uh, he tosses out, you know, a scroll case, and then he uh, pulls out a pipe, right? And he looks at the, he looks at it kind of quizzically, like he's trying to figure out where it came from. And he uh, and he puts the pipe to his mouth, and then he's uh, he's shocked when uh, bubbles begin to blow out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then you know, he quickly tosses the pipe onto the ground, you know, like it's you know piece of junk. And he continues, you know, searching through the backpack. Hmm. Esmir's gonna give him the stink eye. And I'm gonna, st- and I'm just gonna do the Jake thing that Jake would do, which is, what are you doing? <laughs> and pick up the pipe and shove it back in his backpack. <laughs> you need this. And he, uh, he just kind of shrugs at you, and he just keeps looking through the pack. Okay. I'm going to pull out my chalk. Hey. Hey, Elric guy. Elric guy. <laughs> and he looks up. Yes? And I give him my chalk. I'm like, I think your muscle memory is working good because you seem to be able to do stuff. Yes. I got an experiment, okay? Okay. I'm going to give you this chalk and I want you to write your name. Go! And I want him to do it like right away without thinking. What does he write? And he turns to the wall and he starts to write. And he writes the name Ulrich. U-L-R-I-C-K. Hmm. Ulrich. That's interesting. Ah. Oh, okay. Maybe it'll work again. Write your last name now. Go. Okay. And he writes Albion. Hmm. And then he uh, he turns back around and he pulls out the raven stole out of the backpack. And he uh, confidently uh, drapes it over his shoulders. And as he does... Uh, that uh, his cloak of many fashions suddenly transforms into a black leather cape uh, that's uh, beautifully embroidered with black feathers. And he looks at you guys and he says, I remember who I am. I am Ulrich Albion, Lord of Ravensholm, ruler of the kingdom of Albion. Huh, that's quite the bombshell. Oh yeah, that's real interesting. That's real interesting, yeah. So, let me ask you something. If you're the ruler of Albion, how come you're sitting in the pit here with us? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and as you ask him that, um, he pulls out the uh, that bronze bowl that Elric found in Phylon Lodge, um, the holy bowl of Tempest that could make holy water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he uh, he angrily tosses the bowl onto the ground. I was betrayed by one of my wives, 
Gertrude. Oh. In her hatred for me, <laughs> she sold her soul to the Nine Hells and became a witch, a fiend, a night hag. And she used her new powers to torment me in my sleep. In my nightmares, she would tell me that my soul was bound for hell, where I would serve the Archduke of Avernus for eternity as, as punishment for my supposed crimes against her people. Mm. What did you do to her people? Well, while, I, while she's asking this, yeah, I'm going to go and pick up the bowl and shove it back in his backpack. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and he says, well, I, I conquered them and brought them to heal under my rule. Oh. Do you remember the dream that Elric told us once? Yeah, that he was slaying, he was slaying someone with blue, something with blue skin. I have a feeling they that have you may skin? have killed the wrong person. Oh, I suppose I did. <laughs> well, the warriors of Gertrude's tribe painted their faces blue. Ah. And after I conquered them, I took her as my prize. Ooh. She was quite beautiful then. Okay, now you just got on my bed, son. You're giving off a very c creepy vibe, bro. <laughs> I mean, creepier than Elric. <laughs> but it seems as though my fate has changed, hmm? And Avernus will have to wait a while longer for Ulrich Albion. And Gertrude said to Ulrich that he would become the Archduke of Avernus? No, that he would serve the Archduke serve. of Avernus. Uh, gotcha, okay. That's the bad guy. That's the devil. Some demon or another in one of the many hells. There are many hells. Not a demon, but a devil. A devil in one of the many hells. Avernus, apparently. Well, why don't you guys roll a uh, history check to see uh, what you may know about Avernus? Hmm. Go to history. Hmm. Ah, uh, no good. Oh! oh rough a train. one plus an eight. Okay, so Esmir and Cullen, uh, all you guys know is that um, there are nine layers of hell and that they're all bad places. <laughs> okay, let me try. Oh, oh my wow. God. Nat 20 plus six. Nice. Okay, so Jake, you know um, that Avernus is the first layer of the nine layers of hell. Mm. They get worse as they go, right? <laughs> Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that the ninth and uh, deepest layer of hell is called uh, Nasus, and that uh, that's where uh, the overlord of hell, Asmodeus, dwells. Hmm. Mm. And you know, or you've read, um, that the first layer, Avernus, uh, actually resembles a uh, paradise of sorts. You know, it's filled with uh, lush gardens and beautiful cities, and all of it is designed to lure and uh, trick mortals uh, to lose their souls to the devils that dwell there. Huh, interesting. But is it like, it looks perfect, it looks like a paradise, but like the wine tastes like pee. <laughs> you know, it's like, it looks good on the surface. It's like a cruise, it's like a cruise, is what you're saying. <laughs> right, exactly. Looks like it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Exactly. And you're like, oh. Like an all-inclusive, <laughs> you see. Then you get food poisoning and... The shrimp have three eyes. This mm. episode was brought to you by Carnival Cruise Lines. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys are discussing the Nine Hells, um, Ulrich uh, continues to go through the backpack. And uh, he, uh, he pulls out uh, that vial of perfume that Elric bought 
and you know, he takes a sniff of it, and he, you know, makes a face, and he throws that onto the ground, and then he reaches. So I'm going to look at him and say, "Look, if you insist on on losing all this stuff, give me the backpack, because this is obviously not your stuff." And uh, because now I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> this guy's like pissing me off. He's throwing yeah. all this stuff that Elric bought to help Elric. And he's like, oh, I don't need this. I don't need that. Like, it's like somebody else's shit. Yeah. It is somebody Esme's, else's shit. Esme's like, if you're going to wear his face, you're going to carry his stuff, Buster. Yeah. That's and if, that. And if you're I'm not going to carry his down. stuff, then you're giving us everything, including the rations that were his. <laughs> and then you'll freaking beg to eat, you bastard. It's like, if you're... If you're this if you're, escalated quickly. If you're gonna, I thought we needed him on our side. If you're going to save his food, you're going to save his vial of perfume. I pick it off of the ground, I shove it back in his backpack. <laughs> Leave it there! Hey, we're hiding out down here. Keep it down. Okay. So Esmir's going to go up to him and she's going to grab his head and she's going to put her mouth right next to his ear. Elric, are you in there? What's <laughs> going on? Like, tell us what happened to our friend, stupid. Oh, he's still in here. I can feel him rattling around trying to regain control. Oh. I'll rattle you around. Well, I, for one, Punk. hope that he regains control sooner than later. And as you're saying this, uh, he pulls out a tiny box uh, out of the pack. And uh, he says, don't worry. I have no intention of harming Elric. And uh, he opens the tiny box and he pulls out Elric's signet ring, right? The, the, the one that symbolizes his uh, noble Albonian blood. Mm -hmm. And he says, I knew it. After all, he is my descendant. My blood flows through his noble veins. Yes, and you're sitting in his body right now, and we don't really appreciate it, do we? Can we have Elric back, please, now? <laughs> but don't you see what has happened here? It's as plain as day. I, the great ruler of Albion, was taken down in my prime by a, by a treacherous hag, and then... Centuries later, my descendant, and he holds up the ring when he says my descendant, right? My descendant slays the hag and frees me from the brink of eternal damnation. This was Elric's destiny, don't you see? Oh boy. And it is my destiny to return to Albion and rule it once again. And as he says that, he slips Elric's ring onto his finger. Oh boy, yeah. I don't think we're gonna be friends. <laughs> oh man, so, okay, well hang on, hang on. We all have to get along, first and foremost. We are not going to see, we're not gonna finish this quest without Ulrich? Is it Ulrich with a U? Yes, that is correct. Okay, as long as Ulrich doesn't mention taking women as prizes, then maybe we can work together. Yeah, keep that on the down low. Yeah, just... As the kids say these days. Disturbing. We have a... egomaniacal... <laughs> Shh! We need him on our side! Let us not antagonize. 
Wannabe usurper. Entity currently <laughs> possessing our good friend. Okay, Ulrich. Here's the deal. Before you can go back to Albion and do whatever it is you got planned to do, you have to help us with our quest. Because if the Red Wizards get their way and they win, there ain't gonna be no Albion for you to rule. Do you understand that? Yes, I know this. I have gleamed a bit from Elric's memories and understand uh, the importance of your mission. And I am happy to assist you. Besides, I, I have some experience fighting the treacherous red wizards. They are a not-so-distant neighbor of Albion. Oh, that's interesting. That reminds me, I meant to ask you, where are we on Faerun? Are we near Albion? No. <laughs> he just says no. Jake, no. Jake's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. Just put it out of your mind, boy. <laughs> Wait, we're in Firehammer Hold, bro. Isn't that where you got zapped? <laughs> what do you mean, zapped? Yes, where were you when Gertrude stuffed you in a bag? When Gertrude stuck him in the bag? Yeah, where were you in Faerun when you got stuck in the bag? Oh, well, I was betrayed in my own bed in Raven's home. Ooh. Hmm. Well, to me, it doesn't sound like the boys of Albion ever have much luck with climbing into bed with, with, with women. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow the bag got here. Yeah. Yes, that is a good question. How did she get here? Wherever here is. <laughs> she flew on her broom. <laughs> and Elric says, well... After her treachery, she probably had to flee Albion. Once my people discover that she murdered me, uh, she would be a wanted fugitive and ran for her life to wherever we are now. She was on the run. Or they were glad that you were gone, and then all your wives got to go have normal yes. wives. Just that was just just putting it out there. Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> And then he uh, yeah, he closes the backpack and he says, um, well, if we're to complete your mission to thwart the Red Wizards, I suggest we continue this conversation after we have dealt with the usurpers of this miserable dwarven hold. Let us now rest and gather our strength. And he uh, lays down on his bedroll and he, uh, you know, wraps the stole tightly around his neck, you know, like he's tucking himself in, and he closes his eyes. And I look over at Cullen, and I roll my eyes, <laughs> and give a little bit of... What a great idea. Toward him. Good yeah. thing you came up with that idea to take a long rest. <laughs> wow. Like, we're stuck with this guy. I make that, like, sign where you tip your head to one side and lift your two hands up towards the heavens. <laughs> Like you're holding two trays. Huh? <laughs> right. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> okay, so while he's sleeping, it's like, guys, come here. We gotta have a meet. What's your idea? Okay, this this guy. Uh, clearly, you guys know how I feel about him. Yeah, you said. <laughs> he's not my favorite person. Uh, he's in one of my favorite bodies, but he's not my favorite person. Uh, he's I. We need to get Elric's cool stuff out of his backpack. 
I'm gonna get his backpack open and then I'm gonna like stealthily open his backpack and start pulling stuff out. We could put it in your bag of holding. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I can tell you right now, in secrecy, between the three of us, this usurper of a boy <laughs> that I've known since he was in his swaddling clothes, as I said before, it's really bothering me, and it's breaking my heart to see my Elric just suddenly gone, poof, and taken over by this, this egomaniacal... Yeah, jerk bag. He just sounds like a run-of-the-mill warlord to me. He's like, and all I did was murder some people. <laughs> like, in quotes. I just murdered people. And then they got mad. I'm starting to regret offing Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've killed, I mean, at least dozens of sentient creatures so far. Colin, we only kill bad guys. We don't ra- ra- go into villages and just ravage villages and kill people in front of their kids. I see the difference, yes. Okay, but well then then uh, just agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to well, we we're going to divvy out all his er, er, Elric stuff. Well, all his stuff? No, no, I'm thinking this of this more, more along the lines of holding on to personal items that he wouldn't want to lose should he return to his body. Yeah, and this guy has no regard for it. How do we know he's not going to toss him out while we're like... I think that something? we okay. would leave whatever weapons he might have yeah. in there. Um, if he's got an extra, you know, cape or whatever, leave this stuff in there that wasn't part of the spoils of our adventure. Okay, so just as treasures. Yeah. It's the stuff we can get at the stuff we can get at the shop, you know, we can leave. Okay. But if it's something specific towards Elric, we should take it. Okay, so basically the stuff that he had originally taken out of the pack. Oh, okay. So, I'm just going to uh, put those items in the in the party inventory. The scroll, the pipe, the bowl, and the perfume. Right, cool. Because the rest of his treasures he's wearing. Uh, that's true. We need some shut-eye. Yes, let us begin. Much of Firehammer Hold left to discover here. Okay. I have to do some... Can I do stuff before we go to sleep? Sure. Mm-hmm. I want to... Now, I think I pulled out the that gem and I examined it from the night hag. Uh, yes. You originally started to examine it in the... Um, in the stables outside the haunted mansion. Okay. Can I can I try to attune to it? I have it on my notes here. Attune to gem from Night Hag. Okay. So it's in your bag of holding, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to... I know it's late, guys. I know we're trying to get some sleep. So I'm going to open up my backpack, and I'm going to say, gem from Night Hag. <laughs> it's going to come up, and I'm going to pick it up. Except that it doesn't. Okay. And you, uh, you call for it several more times, right? You're like, uh, gem from Night Hag, or Black Gem. And uh, I said Night Hag Gem. Okay. And uh, nothing comes to the top of your bag. Okay. Mm. So can I look through my bag and find it? Well, it's a bag of holding, right? So it's just a black void when you look in there. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know it's an extra dimensional space, right? So uh, if the gem was in there, uh, it would just appear. So you're uh, you're getting the feeling that the gem is no longer in there. Okay. 
Well, the night hags travel between dimensions, and it's an interdimensional space in a bag of holding. Uh-huh. This gem may be from some other dimension, and putting it in there has lost it for all time. That's disappointing. <laughs> it's disappointing. Is there something I can do about that? Can I roll something to know if there's something I can do about that? Uh, sure. Roll an arcana check. Okay, I'm going to roll... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. One plus an eight. Mm. That's bullshit. Yeah, with a nine, uh, you're not sure what's going on. Um, but Cullen's theory uh, could be an explanation, uh, because <laughs> you do know that um, uh, bags of holding are connected to the astral plane, right? So perhaps something happened when the gem went into that plane. Yeah, but can you fix that? Yeah, well, with your role, you're not sure. I have to say, it's probably just the cost of doing business. Well, that sucks. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask, I'm going to check. I mean, every once in a while, I'm going to try and call it back just in case. Okay. Stupid ethereal plane. <laughs> right here. All right. So you guys uh, settle down on your bedrolls in, uh, in this underground pit, and you start your long rest. So are we taking watches or are we just sleeping? No, I imagine you're taking watches during the rest, right? You guys are, you know, taking turns listening to, you know, make sure no one approaches. Okay. During my watch, I'm going to scooch it up next to um, Ulrich and I'm going to lay down next to him and I'm going to be talking in his ear. <laughs> hey, hey, Ulrich, we know you're in there, buddy. We're going to come get you. We're going to come get you and free you from this douche nozzle. <laughs> All right. And then, and then I'm going to say, if you, if you give me a sign, make him fart once in a while and I'll know it's you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and as you're whispering uh, in his ear, uh, he begins to, um, you know, toss and turn a bit, right? And he, uh, and then he starts mumbling something. Uh, 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 Esmir, uh, whoopee cushion. <laughs> it's him! It's him! We miss you, buddy. We miss you. I knew it. I know you're in there. Come back soon. I'm gonna get you out. This guy's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> So we leave our heroes taking a long rest inside a cramped, unfinished death trap, hoping that the usurper of Elric's body will let out a little fart. Will they ever be able to free Elric? Are there Ace Hardware stores in the Sword Coast? Will Esmir and Mag start some sort of swirly t-shirt business? And is the outer layer of hell really a lot like a cruise. I wouldn't be surprised. But who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so uh, this episode brings up an interesting subject 
that happens in a lot of dungeons, and that is, where do the adventurers take a long rest inside a hostile dungeon filled with roaming bad guys? Now, the dungeons in this module by Wizards of the Coast uh, all have a safe place to rest, right? Some secret place to rest safely, especially the larger dungeons. And that's nice because the players don't have to leave uh, to rest and then have to make their way back. Now, in this scenario, the players had uh, passed up the safe place without investigating it and without discovering its existence. So while they were trying to figure out what to do, I used an NPC to tell them about it. Because, you know, I wanted them to, you know, get in a long rest uh, because I know it sucks being a spellcaster without spell slots and there's still, you know, some big fights yet to happen. And secondly, and probably most importantly, I wanted an opportunity to explain what happened to Elric and to reveal Ulric. Now, previously, I had sort of mentioned uh, my original plan, which was for Elric to learn about Ulric through more dreams and for Ulric to make Elric a deal, right? Let me be a part of you and I'll give you more power and then have Cliff decide whether his character would take the deal or say, no thanks. And then if he took the deal, I was going to treat Ulric like a sentient weapon in Dungeons and Dragons which is, you know, a powerful weapon with its own uh, traits and its own personality, and it can speak to its wielder telepathically. And those are always interesting scenarios to give to players, right? Do I make a deal with the quote-unquote devil for more power, or do I turn the deal down because I don't want to deal with the consequences? And I'm definitely going to ask Cliff what Elric would have done, because I know he's still listening to the episodes, and I want to find out, right? And then I'll let you guys know what he said. And there was more discussion about Ulrich between the players that I ended up cutting out of the episode. But it'll all be available as bonus content on our Patreon page. And if you'd like to support the show, please consider becoming a patron. Head over to RollRadio.com and click the link. Any support is greatly appreciated. And if you're you know, finding yourself short on coppers, Show your support by leaving a review out there in the digital world and let people know how much you're enjoying listening to us play this amazing game, which is Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module by Wizards of the Coast. Check them out at dnd.wizards.com. And check out sirenscape.com, where I get all the in-game music and sound effects, see how you can add more uh, pizzazz to your next tabletop adventure. All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And tune in next time as the party raids the Durgar's kitchen. That's always a good time.